0: Welcome to a new podcast that we just added last week called Modern Day Alchemists, with Joe McCarthy of our brother studio, Mojo Studio down in Southern California, and Kristen Brown, author, healer, mentor, and coach. I haven't created a formal intro for MDA yet, so this will have to do. But if you like your holidays happy, you're going to like this episode. Kristen, Joe, and I will be talking about keeping the days out of Your holidays, keeping the days, D-A-Z-E, out of the holidays, D-A-Y-S. Because whether our holidays are happy or not really depend on how we spell that word days. Like the lady who is celebrating her holidays a little too much, if you know what I mean, and wakes up dazed in a police station. Why am I here, she asks, for drinking, the officer replies. Awesome. When do we start? (laughs) And I think that's fitting because we so often find ourselves dazed in our holidays. And we ask, why am I here? How did this happen again? How do my holidays, D-A-Y-S, turn into holidays, D-A-Z-E, yet again? I mean, we see the movies, we hear the songs, we listen to the podcasts, we gather the wisdom from our family and friends on how this actually happens. We know how it happens. We know how our days, D-A-Y-S, turn into D-A-Z-E, how our holidays become days, And yet our very next question is, awesome, when do we start? <laughs> and then we end up doing the same thing that got us here in the first place, the same perspectives, the same repetition, the same action, the same ways of thinking year after year, season after season, day after day, and you guessed it, moment after moment. So welcome to episode two of The Modern Day Alchemist. By the way, if you prefer video form, MDA is also on YouTube. I will leave a link in the show notes, or you can go to our YouTube page and click the live button. Enjoy, and have a happy
1: holidays. D a y s. All right, the red light tells us what we always want to know, and that is that we are live. Coming at you from uh, three different states Uh, states of mind and states of being it is modern day alchemists hey quit interrupting me man i'm trying to do an intro here (laughs) now i'm gonna interrupt you all the more modern day alchemists and today (laughs) today i'm so happy to be here as usual with these two beautiful people and also my co-hosts steve O'Hays and kristen brown so uh for those who are tuning in for the very first time first of all i just want to say thank you that you're spending your time energy effort to be here, which actually that says a lot of a lot of good things about you. Those who have tuned in either live or after the fact, that means that you have prioritized yourself. Because really, what we're talking about is how to grow, how to learn, how to manage the chaos that is in our lives. That's that's what we're here for. So, kudos to you and those that you share it with that you actually invest in yourself. Uh, but before we get into today's topic which I think is very timely, I would like each of my beautiful co-hosts to introduce themselves and let people know who you are, where you're hailing from, and uh, a little bit about you. Kristen, please.
2: Hello, I am Kristen Brown. (laughs) I am hailing from Phoenix, Arizona, and I am a spiritual and empowerment author, mentor, and healer. Yes, you are. And you have a best-selling book that you never talk about. (laughs) He always makes me show my book. Here we go. There it is, The Recovering People Pleaser, a spiritual guide to reclaim your true worth and attract the love you deserve. And this is available on Amazon if anybody's interested. And I will put the link down here in the um, show comments.
1: And Kristen does not brag, obviously. Often she forgets to even bring her book up, but I make make her do it. But she was an international number one best-selling author within... An hour of two. going live, two hours of going live. Yeah, so that is absolutely incredible, and we are honored and privileged to have Kristen—not just her book, but her 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 uh, perspective here. And by the way, if you haven't read a Kristen's book, I highly recommend it. It's not just great ideas; it's Kristen's life and love coming right through the pages. So, congratulations, Kristen. That's so awesome. You are awesome.
2: Thank right. you. Someone someone said to me once, um, "You tell all your embarrassing stories." <laughs> I thought I sure do. But just
1: think of how how powerful that is, Kristen, and we won't get into this right now, but I know from my own experience as well, that when you are comfortable with your most embarrassing stories, that's a sign of healing there, right? That's a sign of wholeness. So just kudos to you, all that you've gone through to make that happen and to produce (laughs) a book, which is no small feat, actually your second book for those who want to know. All right, Steve O'Hays, please uh, introduce yourselves to the crowd. Uh, I'm just Steve. (laughs) Just Steve. (laughs) and i'm a messenger
0: happening? who's here to help i'm a, also a happypreneur i'm a messenger i'm here to help and that's an acronym for here to bring healing encouragement make you laugh make you ponder and i'm a happypreneur finding creative ways to up your happy level uh or i'm here to navigate activate and advocate your happy life so there's a lot of ways that we do that uh podcast live speaking um life coaching uh, and we're hailing all the way from what the hell? We're hailing all the way from the Pacific Northwest here at Happy Life Studios. And we're so pumped that you guys have joined us today.
1: Yeah. So Steven says he's here to up your happy. <laughs> A great, great way to put it. Let's up your happy, brother. All right. So thank you, Cecilia Grace, already for tuning in and putting some great comments in the chat. We invite anybody and everybody who's tuned in to participate in the chat, if you wish. Some of the comments will show up on on the broadcast and some will not. And that has nothing to do with anything other than just me being able to pay attention to all this at the same time. Right. And
2: you do a good job, by the way. You really do.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. And Modern Day Alchemist uh, has been... Um, this is kind of a second iteration of Moderating Day alchemists, but we've uh, really been digging into this idea of self-transformation and that we're all on a journey, whether or not you're doing it intentionally or unintentionally. <laughs> Life is a journey and it brings all sorts of challenges and rewards and excitement and crap. And it kind of throws it at you and decides you decide what's going to stick. And what are you going to do with that? And today, in particular, I just love this topic because here we are on December 1st, and the timing is perfect. We have transitioned through Thanksgiving, which often gets overlooked, but we made a big deal about Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving last week. And now uh, now that, that fast, furious march into the holidays, uh, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, all those New Year's things that are coming down, and as happens every year, Right, there is this anticipation, right? The holidays are coming. I can see it in my daughters, 16 and 14. They just love Christmas, and they can't wait for Christmas. And when are we going to do this for Christmas? And here's my Christmas shopping list. And when are you going to put up the tree? And when are you going to put on the lights? And I mean, it all the stuff, right? And as a dad, it's great because I get to provide for my kids what was provided for me. But there is also the what I would call the dark side of Christmas and the Christmas season. And that is this set of expectations, right? Every time Christmas comes around, there's a narrative going on through the songs and through the messaging and through the advertising and, and in our own head that says Christmas should be somewhat idyllic. It should be Norman Rockwell, you yeah. know. And yeah. and so there's this this hope, and I love hope. I think hope is powerful, but
2: mm-hmm. hope can
1: also um, set us up for disappointment if our expectations are that. This Christmas, things are going to be better. They're going to be perfect. Nobody's going to fight. Everybody's going to make it home. The gifts are going to be what I want. I mean, all those this sense of anticipation, expectation. And as we know, statistically, Christmas season can be really hard on a lot of people. In fact, statistically, suicides, depression, a lot of the really mental illnesses, um, they spike during the holidays for, I think, one of many reasons is this Set of anticipation and expectation yep. that that we can't live up to, or that our family doesn't live up to, or that the world doesn't live up to, or that God doesn't live up to, and so then that that depression sets in because yeah, here we go again. Everybody's everybody's having a great happy Christmas, and my life sucks, and that's kind of the narrative that goes on in our heads. Yeah. So so Stephen and um, and Kristen and I all want to talk from our own experience and from our education, from the insights that we get. Uh, from God directly, right? And, and how how do we navigate the holidays, which can really become holidays? D A Z E, where we're just at some point you're like, I can't wait for this to be done. It's it's too much. It's too stressful. It's too overwhelming. I don't have any money. I can't I can't do what everybody else expects of me. All these crazy things that go on, and so we want to talk through that the actual what's happening inside of us and around us, and then how do we how do we navigate that in a way that's healthy and sustainable? And actually pleasant and maybe even joyful, right, if we do it all, uh, to get through the holidays, un- not just unscathed, but actually maybe look back and say that was actually, actually that was pretty good. And I'm so grateful for what just happened. So I don't have an agenda here. I don't have a bullet points. We didn't make notes before we met. But I know we all have stories to tell. And so one of the two of you, just jump in and just talk about this, this um, the angst that happens in addition to the anticipation, there's an angst that's growing inside of you in the holidays. Is that true? And if so, what's that look like for you? Well, and I think that you you alluded to it. And the thing that the I don't know if
0: I would even call it a pet peeve. That's kind of a strong word. But I mean, if you don't believe in God and you just follow the Santa line, I doubt very highly that Santa would love it at the end of the season if we go, wow, Santa, I'm glad that's over. If you believe in God... And that God, it's an incredible story. Santa's an incredible story too, right? But God sending his own son to earth as a baby child in the hands of a teenage girl, which at that time was not high on the food scale, if you know what I mean, not high on the ladder. I mean, everything about him was humble. And we love the, it's like Ricky Bobby says in Talladega Nights, everybody loves the baby Jesus. Because we love that warm, that caring, that God would become a human, become a baby, become, it's such a warm story. But we're, if, if you believe in God, then you're, you're celebrating Christmas also means the birth of Jesus, right? And I don't know about you, but if if someone gets done on my birthday and all I hear is, I'm glad that's over, don't come to my party. I mean, I've done something wrong in my party if all of a sudden you're still on my birthday and you get to that end. of, And that's my – I guess that, that kind of bothers me a little bit is that I think we're doing it wrong. The holidays are meant to be enjoyed, and we tend to enjoy them because memories always – we always make memories bigger then I'll talk more about that later on. But w- when we look back, we make them bigger today than the w- they were at that moment. You know, we, at that moment, we didn't realize that it was going to be such a grand, fantastic, you know, thing. But but, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with the expectations. But we, we've got to I think we got to really I'm glad we're doing this on December 1st. You could tell I got a bunch of thoughts in my brain. We're all right about <laughs> Slow down. Day. Slow but down. See you. We're doing this. Yeah, that, that's a word for me. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we're doing this on December 1st because we need to be proactive if we're going to keep the days that D A Z E out of our holidays D A Y S. Uh, my goal is every year to get through it and number one not to not only to not say I'm glad that's over, but to sit back and go I might be tired, right? But go, man, what a great holiday. I'm ready for that to happen again, 364 more days, you know? And I, I, that to me, that's kind of a thing that, that gets in my craw. I think we need to aim at at when we, when we get to the end of something that's supposed to be so powerful and celebrated. And then we say, well, I'm glad that's over. I think we're doing it wrong. And I think we just need to change a few things to fix that.
2: Right. I do. I'm going to jump in there.
1: please.
2: When you see on all the holiday cards and everywhere, it's peace, joy, and love right? That's what the season is supposed to be about. But yet many people are so bustling with the materialism of the thing and what it means and the gifts and the parties and showing up with the right dress and outfit and making the, the correct meal and all of these type of things that the the whole purpose of the season is lost. Yep. And so one of the things that I've learned is that I need to get really, really present with what's happening. And being that I spend a lot of my holidays as a single mother doing all this by myself and working full time. So we're talking gifts and wrapping and hiding things and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to keep organized. So I was out of necessity, I was forced to get really super organized, but it was the best thing that I could have ever done for myself. So I started making lists. And I have a Christmas list of who I'm buying for. And then I have a list of what people can buy for me because they want and this year, I even started something more simpler for the family because everybody gives their list to everybody. So everybody has the same list. And I decided to, first of all, I make I make a list of things I need to do. Okay. These are things I need to do. And then I prioritize the order of those things. And I don't get ahead of myself, but I also give myself grace if something doesn't get done. So if I forgot the cranberries, oh, well, it's Okay. You know, so I think we have to really implement this peace, love, and joy into the season that it doesn't, it's not supposed to be perfect.
1: Right. But back to listings, right?
2: List, right? Yeah, doesn't have right. To perfect,
0: right? Yeah, but that, keep going. Keep going. I
2: just want to that, jump yeah, real okay. quick. Yeah. But back to the list thing, I just wanted to be sure to throw this in here. So I'm gonna throw it right from the beginning. It's if you are buying for a lot of people and a lot of people are buying for those people too. I came up with this year to make a Google document with people's lists. And I share it with everybody but the person and I make it editable. So now people can just go in and delete. If they buy something, they just delete it and whatever's left, you know, first come first serve. So whatever's left. So things like that is just get really innovative and creative because the juggle is real juggling, even just the receipts, you know, so I'd have an envelope in my purse that said Christmas receipts and every receipt went in there. And it sounds like I'm really anal That's not it. It was that I had to be, or else I was going to get even more stressed because now this doesn't fit, or someone already has that. Now I got to go find the receipt. And it was just too much. So I really tried to get simple because I was being like, glad that's over. Let's take the tree down on Christmas Day. You know, I was just like, too much. And I didn't want that anymore because I was losing the substance of the season.
1: Yeah, I you know, love that. Kristen, uh, Kristen uh, stole a line right from a Santa Claus song. She says she's making a list and she's checking it, checking it twice. Whoa. Right? <laughs> putting it in Google Docs. Put it in Google Docs. That's <laughs> some modern, modern day Santa right there. I love that. But you know, so I'm not a list guy, and my wife will tell you that uh, probably in the first five minutes you meet her, you know, because she's a planner, and I'm a, I'm just an enjoy the moment type of guy. Um, but. I do really like what you say that it's not an anal retentive thing. It is a, an organizational thing that actually can, can de-stress your life. Right. Because what I've understood, even though I'm list averse, I think I have like an allergy to it or something, but that lists actually take the angst out of, can I remember the list in my yes. head Because I put it on a page or I put it on, on paper and then I don't have to like, okay, what did I forget? And whose list was what? And yet they start to get mixed up and jumbled in my head because they're the quite the honest truth of what we've talked about already in this podcast is so that the holidays, they come with lots of joy and love and peace, but they also come with a whole bunch of stuff, stuff you got to do or you feel like you got to do for exactly. a whole lot of people. Yeah, extra stuff. Yeah. And and a lot of that's rooted in, I want to make Christmas great for my kids. I want to give gifts to my family. I want to make the holidays beautiful. But that's all in addition to all the stuff that life already requires of me, right. so it's inevitable that we're going to feel stressed out about that. So, what? A, what a simple and helpful tip from Santa Claus and from from Kristen Brown to take your list, right. put it down somewhere, and make it editable. And maybe Google Docs is such a great place because you can edit it on the fly. You're in the store, you're in the bathroom, you know, you're somewhere else. You can actually pull it up and change it, and then you don't have to remember it because we have a lot of stuff to remember. During right. holidays. Another see, thing I do cool.
0: with a list too that helps me is having that list. I use Evernote, but I think I'm I'm going to switch to Google because I like that other you can share with other people. But yeah. like throughout the year, I might see something and go, "Oh my word! I need to remember to buy that for my son for Christmas." Yeah, but my memory just sucks. I have got so many things going on in my brain that I don't. Well, now the list. When I see something or my wife spots something and I hear her go, "Ooh, I like that," and it's in July, whatever, right? I just go to my phone and I just type in on the list. So then I'm keeping a list all year long if something rises up and that it just, it does make things easier. I'm not much of a list guy myself. I'm like Joe, but having a list there, um, it definitely, definitely makes it easier for sure. That's a
2: good husband thing too, by the way, I'm just going to say, I just need to pat you on the back for that.
0: I tell you what I, it, at one point in my life, I, I learned that. I had to learn that because at one point in my life, Um, You know, when you date, you know your wife's size, you know everything about her. Then you get married, and and marriage turns into an institution. And at one point, I realized I wanted to to make a goal that I could shop for my wife, that I knew what sizes she liked, what colors she liked. Because I'm like, I need to pay attention to the favorite person in my life. And so I've had to work at that, and I'm still not – I, I, I kind of give up when it comes to buying buying clothes for my wife because I'm going to get it wrong. But at least yeah. I try, you know. But it's something that you have to work on. And boy, when you do, it's it's a pretty cool feeling. I mean, whether you're a, what what spouse, what gender you are, doesn't really matter. But when we pay attention to our you know our spouses, but thanks for that, Kristen. I appreciate it.
2: I just want to jump in for two seconds, Joe, and yeah, just say you're giving the message of she matters. Right. Exactly. that's really what that message is, is that she matters to you. Because I teach a lot about lopsided relationships and people not feeling like they matter. So just super kudos, bro. Yeah. And isn't that what Christmas is about? Isn't Christmas, Joe is so ready to jump in on this, but <laughs> isn't that what Christmas is about,
0: right? Christmas is all, all about saying you matter. Yeah. yeah. You know, but we get it wrong. Mm-hmm. When I give a gift, that immediately says you matter if I put thought into that gift. But we're like, if the gift isn't perfect, then I blew it. And I, I think our somewhere in this this talk I think we need to um, jump into expectations. I think that's the biggest problem with with our holidays turning into holidays yeah. is our expectations
1: yep um, just one last thing on lists is um, not only have these been great tips that are very practical and easy to do. But I, I got to tell you, on the on the years when I actually did submit to this uh, idea of creating a list, I would I would put it all put it on the list, and then I'd lose the list. I, where did the list go? I didn't know where it was, right? Right. So my favorite bumper sticker is, "I finally got my act together. I just forgot where I put it." And that's kind of like the Christmas for me at times. So the nice thing about mobile devices now is that as they both. Have said you can put it on your phone and you can you can edit it on the fly and it's always available. You're not going to lose that because I can lose pretty much anything in my life, but I I always know where my phone is. <laughs> well, not all. That's what I like about the list on the phone
0: because I'm the same way, Joe. I didn't do lists because I couldn't find my list and I need to have a list <laughs> for where my lists were. But on my phone, I know. And now today, I still can't find on my phone, but now they got search options, so you can just search in.
1: So if you title it well, you know, then yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah, and and to Steve's point as well, which I I think is illustrated this way on, on the recipient end of a gift that was actually something I really wanted. And maybe I didn't even say it, right? How much more meaningful is that than getting a generic gift? Even if, right. even if a generic gift is way more valuable in terms of dollar value, but I never asked for it. I don't really want it. It's, yeah. it's nice. I got a pony, but I wanted a dog. Like, thank you. But you know, but I, I didn't say I wanted a puppy and I got a puppy and it's the kind of puppy I like because somebody overheard a conversation that wasn't even about what I want for Christmas. That says, you matter, right? You matter so much that I was paying attention to what you're saying. And I, I, I delivered a gift that came, you know, it's a surprise gift. And, you know, when I was a kid, you never knew it was under the tree. And so you're always right. trying to sneak and shake the box and rattle it and see if you can yep. figure out what it was. And that was some of the joy of the anticipation. But, you know, when you get overwhelmed with all the Christmas requires and all the holidays require, and then you just buying stuff online because you have to get the gifts bought then it takes the fun out of it for everybody. It takes the fun out of it for you as the giver and also the person that's receiver, like, yeah, I'm going to get another gift card instead of something that I would really enjoy. Yeah. Kristen.
2: I love that. I was, you know, as we're talking about this about simplifying and making it easier because there's so much more to do. You know, that's what I said earlier. It's just all the extras. There's so many extras. There's more parties, there's more functions, you know, all kinds of things. I really want to introduce the idea, if people aren't already thinking of this, of releasing perfection, which I touched on briefly. Yeah. Because so many times, and I know this with a lot of women, they want the perfect tree with the perfect bulbs and everything matches and all of this and the food is perfect. Everything's timed perfectly and everything. La la. And there's a lot of control in that. And I say this with so much love in my heart, not to call anybody to the you know carpet or anything like that, but just... If you're someone who's listening to this and you, and you're like, yeah, that's kind of me. Like, I want everything to be perfect. Please understand that it's the feeling of the holidays that people love. That's the whole reason why people love Christmas. It's the lights. It's the music. It's the joy. It's the happiness. No one's going to remember that you have the perfect. Eggplant casserole or whatever you're making. No one's going to be like, you know, back in 2006, there was, you know, Sue made that amazing casserole. You know, they might, but that's not really what makes it for them. So I also wanted to introduce the idea of divvying up tasks and responsibilities because the people that are often the ones that are overdoing and they're trying to make everything perfect, they are taking on everything themselves because they do want it just so. So I just want to encourage people to release the need for perfection. If someone wraps the gifts for you and they forgot a bow, it's okay. If someone made the um, eggplant, (laughs) I don't know why I keep saying eggplant. I keep meaning green bean, you know, made the stuffing and it's not, it's not perfect. That's okay. You know, whatever it is, let it be okay, but be willing to give people, "This this is your job. This is your job. This is your job. Because, People do like to help. And we've talked about this before, that we find a lot of joy in giving. We find so much joy in giving and people showing up with their favorite green bean casserole. You know, that means something to them or saying, what would you like to bring or whatever it might be? I just, I just really, when I released, I was a really kind of a perfectionist in my twenties. Like I want to make my life perfect. I'm not anymore by even remotely close to being a perfectionist. But that was one of the things I had to learn is that I, I couldn't do it all. And it's okay if I didn't do it all.
1: Yeah. Two thoughts came to mind. Uh, one is this: everybody thinks, especially this time of year, that sharing is caring. You see this in the the bell ringers, right? The Salvation Army. It's right on their kettles. Sharing is caring. But usually oh. we, interpret that, we, we interpret that naturally as, yeah, if I give my money, if I share my money, then I'm caring for somebody. And that, that is true. But when I was hearing you talk about share the load, this is the, for the first time I made the association oh, between good. sharing is caring is when I ask someone to help wow. me share the load, that's actually a caring thing to do. Hmm. And th- there's a false narrative inside each of us that says, if I ask somebody for help, you know, then I'm needy or they're not going to like it or they're going to regret it or, you know, that somehow that's not a, a sharing thing. But that's actually called sharing the load right? And when you share the load, that's actually an act of caring for somebody because you're giving them the gift of trust. I trust you to help me. And by the way, when you tell somebody I need your help, that's a gift. Yeah, We we, we resist that so much inside of us because we're too proud to ask for help. But it turns out when I'm on the receiving end and somebody says, hey, Joe, I I can't do this alone. Can you help me? I'm like, of course. I'm so glad you asked because how else would I know? So I just want to encourage people, as Kristen was saying, that really 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 uh, realize that when you see the bell ringers and the Salvation Army people outside the store and you see that kettle that says sharing is caring, it's a reminder that yeah, you can share your money and you can share your time and you can do stuff for other people, but also share the load. That is a gift.
0: I never right. thought and it when, when someone asks me to help them, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel valuable and one of my pet peeve uh, Kristen Joe I you call it another idea that, uh, word than pet peeve, but one of the things that, that I'll just use it for now because I can't think of another one, but one of my I'm, pet peeves is when I ask people if I can help, can I get you something? They say, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. And really, they could get use a drink of water or, or whatever, right? Even if if they don't need one, just tell me you could because I'm asking, and I know I drive my boys nuts, but that's what I love to do. Maybe not everyone is built that way, but I think everyone enjoys sharing the load with someone. So, when I ask somebody, like you said, Joe, I, I thought that was such a great, great point. When I ask somebody, tell them I need help. That that makes them feel good, but also um, because when 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 I am able to help somebody, that makes me feel valuable. And to jump to, to piggyback on that, so a couple of things that you guys have been saying, I keep coming back to this thing in my head of of um, you know, it's, it's, it's first of all sharing the load. Here is another way too, right? I can give my spouse this cool present, whatever. And then the kitchen's a mess during the the, the meal or whatever. And I'm letting her clean all the dishes all by herself. It, it almost, I don't know, maybe I'm being too harsh here, but it almost seems hypocritical to me to here, babe, here's a skiff. I love you so much. Now, now do clean the rest of the house by yourself. You know, I think when we notice things like that, and even, sometimes not even with my spouse, but my family, I don't yeah. want to get off the couch. I don't want to stop watching a football game and do that, but I promise you the people at the sink probably don't want to do that either, you know, which leads me into the point that I want to also want to make here, which is there's so many, there's so many gifts that we can give and sharing is caring. So, but to just focus on nothing but the present and then be that snap at people or, I mean, give the, it's a season of giving. So give of your time, mm-hmm. give of your help. Give of your open the door for somebody that's in a hurry and they're you know I mean when someone opens up the door for you and you're you're frantic and you're you're and it, it says hey pause just for a tenth of a second I notice you I see you you're valuable so there's so many gifts that we can give instead of focusing on nothing but the physical gift that I had to make or that I had to purchase what about just just giving period, because it's a season of giving. It's not a season of presence, right?
1: Yes. Well, I'm going to take your your last sentence there. It's a season of giving, not a season of presence. However, I would say the greatest gift we can ever give somebody, the greatest present, the greatest present we can give anyone is our presence. So, yes, it's not a season of presence with a (laughs) T-S, but it is a season of presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, being there. Right. A lot of the things we've said already is about showing up and recognizing that somebody needs something, wants something, and doing that for them because they matter. And that makes us really feel good as well. Talk a lot of this that Thanksgiving is part of the giving is is the is the receiving as well. But but if we can remember that when the word present comes up and presents come up all the time in December, right. that the best gift, the greatest gift, in fact the gift that most people want more than any other, the best present is our presence. Being yep. there with and for someone all in. I, you've got my undivided attention, not because I'm so great, but because you're so great. That's why yeah. I'm here, because totally I good. think you're so great. And I mean, if, if you want love, joy, peace, and hope, which are the four weeks of Advent <clears throat> that lead up to Christmas, what brings love, joy, peace, and hope more than having someone undivided, someone's undivided attention and care for you, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Okay. Up? In fact, right, so that, that's that's kind of my uh, that's my go-to today. I wanted to share. I thought it'd be kind of cool if every one of us could share one hack that we do that we use, or one hack that that's a good hack to. How do we keep the days the D A Z E out of our holidays? And we're being proactive about it, sharing this. Up, but I'm just I'm loving this. But I, I, for me, the thing I was going to mention, Joe, I was thinking about this today, and then even yesterday, thinking about our MDA here. Um, I it's what you just said. Only I love the way you said it. Instead of presence with a T, it's a presence with a C. It's my presence. Uh, it's that that famous, that very popular Maya Angelou quote that just says, don't judge. I'm probably going to butcher it, but don't judge your life by the amount of breaths you take. But judge your breath, your life by the amount of breaths, by, by the amount of moments that take your breath away. But don't judge your it, is that how it goes, right, Kristen? How yeah,
2: does it go something like that. To, to, to take your breath away, yeah.
0: Yeah, don't judge your your life on the amount of breath you take, but on the amount of moments to take your breath away. Yeah, you know when we were what we were talking about—the whole release perfection. Love that concept. I love those two words. They're so easy and they're so spot on. When you look at all the Christmas movies, like Christmas Vacation, right, or Christmas Story, even better. <laughs> Why do we love that movie so much? It's full of nothing but blunders and yes. bloopers and mishaps, and nothing is perfect, nothing at all. And we relate to everyone because we grew up in that. And it's, but it's the it's, – who said it? It's uh, the feelings that we get from Christmas. It's the feelings that we get, right? And when we're in the moment, we don't always realize we're in the moment. That's why we need to have Christmas presents. We need to be in the now, in the moment. But the thing is is that the moments we don't remember the moments until we're in the future. When we look back on it realize what a great moment that was. But right now is tomorrow's future tomorrow's memory are happening right now. This Christmas right now, we will probably remember this five, ten years from now, maybe even one year from now. So if we're gonna enjoy it a couple years down the road, why can't we enjoy it now? Well I'll tell you why, because I think the pres the, the enemy of presence with a C The enemy of being in the moment, live in the now. The enemy of being there, in my opinion, is stress. It's hurry. It's it's, I got to get this done. And it's the days, the D-A-Z-E that we put in the holidays that stop us from enjoying the holidays, right? And so, you know, it's the moments that take our breath away. Those include bad moments, too. Those include scary moments, too. Those include if someone did show up with an eggplant casserole. That would be a memory, Kristen, that I would have forever, but it would not be a powerful memory. But,
2: I don't know. And, <laughs> and,
0: and you know, I, I think sometimes we talk about the mistakes of Christmas, the imperfections of Christmas more than we talk about the perfections. And I think we just have this high bar that no one can ever Christmas has to be perfect. Let me put it this way Christmas already is perfect. Be in that.
2: Yeah. So Kristen.
0: yes.
2: This is reminding me of if I if I look back on my childhood, it's not. I mean, I remember the red fur coat and the white go-go boots I got. Oh, I 100% wow. remember me that. Too. Me, me too. I <laughs> we're kind of the same age. So, you know, that was <laughs> trending. But I, re- I remember those things. But what I remember is the whole, like the energy, the whole family sitting around, all of us being in the same room. Because I had, I had uh, there's five kids and two parents. So there was kind of a big thing. But even still to this day, cause we have a big family, cause I have all those siblings, they all had kids. We'd all come down to my mother's house. And then there'd be more, you know, fam, other, you know, external people that would come and we had these huge gatherings. And on Christmas morning, we did a lot of Christmas morning at mom's house cause all the brothers would bring their, they didn't live in town. So they'd have to bring all the Christmas down. And let me tell you something. The sea of wrapping paper. They can't find stuff because there's, you know, and I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm talking, you know, four feet deep because there's all these people with gifts. Do you know when my kids think back to that, they're not like, remember that Christmas when I got this,
1: Mm -hmm. not
2: once. And in the nieces and nephews are saying, they all say the same thing. I miss the gatherings where we were all together. They're all sleeping. You know, my mom had a big room and she would lay out all the grandkids in her room on sleeping bags. So it's her and her husband and the floor of grandkids. Okay. Love it. And they remember this stuff. That's what yeah. they they remember the holy mess in the kitchen with 45 pancakes, you know, everywhere. This is yeah. what they remember. So this is what I believe about presents because they're in that soaking that in, they're soaking in the energy, they're soaking in the love. They're not going to remember that they had the perfect bow on their gift, I promise you. And if, and there's a lot of well-meaning parents out there. So again, I say this with so much love, so many well-meaning parents out there that just want their kids to have the best holidays and they really want to enjoy. But let's remember what they're really going to Remember? Mm-hmm. They're going to remember the feeling. They're going to remember you all sitting under a blanket watching elf. Cause you talk about yeah. those other movies, but elf is my movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. elf is mine. Another, yeah. I will watch that thing all year long. You know, they're going to remember, remember when we all used to sit in the same bed. Remember what, you know, those are the things they are going to remember. And I just want to bring this to the topic too, because there's not a lot of people out there that have a lot of money. Okay. Right. And holidays come and that's a source of stress. And now they're like, I can't get Junior what Junior wants. I can't well you can go make experiences. You can yeah. go walk around with the dollar hot chocolate from QT, and you can, you know, drive and look at lights and, and sing some songs. I mean, again, it's not the gifts that is going to make the holidays. It is how you present it to the kids.
1: I love so that. To, to your point, uh, my grandmother who was middle income, she was a teacher. She was divorced, um, and, but she always made everything about the kids. So we loved going to her place because we knew we are the center of attention in her world, and she she mm-hmm. had no <laughs> no qualms about that. That was her mission. When you come over, you are the center of the world. But right? but at Christmas time, what we knew was that Joe Joey back in the day was going to get a wrapped can of black olives, pitted black olives. Because that was my favorite thing, because I could stick the olives on my fingers and suck them off one at a time, right? And my little brother's going to get a jar of peanut butter, because we didn't get peanut butter very often. But he knew he was getting peanut butter, and it was either the creamy or the chunky or the the kind that he liked, the name brand one, not the generic one, right? And my sister was going to get whatever she got. So a, a tree fully decorated with presents everywhere. What am I looking for? Where's that can of black olives, Right. I can't yeah, wait. For the- and yes, And I got it every year. I got a can of black olives every year that my grandmother was alive. And I think back over my childhood and I can name a few of the gifts that I got that were more the impressive ones. But what I do, what I do remember is that every year I was going to get a can of black olives because my grandmother knew that's exactly what I want. And it wasn't that I didn't get black olives throughout the year, but there was just something special that of all these quirky things, <laughs> my grandmother was going to give me black olives and my brother peanut butter. And and my my great aunt Shirley would give me soap on a rope. Do I need soap on a rope? Do I want soap on a rope? Do I even know what soap on a rope? How do you even use that? I don't know. But I know know that my great aunt is going to give me soap on a rope. And and this, honest to God, I have one of the soap on the ropes that my great aunt Shirley gave me years ago. She passed away 10 years ago. She lived to 104. So I think I got like uh, 103 soaps on a rope. I still have one (laughs) because it ties to the memory of my great aunt Shirley. I didn't want that. I didn't need it. I didn't know how to use it, but I knew that it represented the love and concern and the very specific attention that my, that my great aunt Shirley was given to me. And so soap on a rope. I love it. Don't know how to use it, but I love it because my it, it brother-in-law, my me. brother-in-law yeah. bought his son, a brand. you know,
0: I should be brand new. Of course it's brand new. He bought his son that the new beats headphones, right? Super mm-hmm. expensive. They didn't have any boxes to wrap it in, so they wrapped it in a chicken and a biscuit box. When his son, that's even better because they don't know what's coming. That's
2: even better. It
0: goes right along with what Joe is saying. When when he opened up and got the beats out, he was disappointed that they weren't chicken and a biscuit.
2: (laughs) I rest my case. I'm out of (laughs) here. I rest. I'm (laughs) done.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine? That? I just I laugh because I imagine how mad Dad must have been. Like, I paid how many hundred dollars for those stupid <laughs> headphones, right. and I could have bought you a two dollar box of crackers, and that would, yeah. that would.
1: Well, how many parents? And uh, this is like a universal thing. How many parents have had a great gift for their, especially the younger toddlers. And the kids pull the gift open, and they play with the bubble wrap and the tissue yeah. paper and the cardboard box. They don't yeah. even know where the gift went. Hey, thanks for the battleship! Now yeah, let's go. Let's make something out of this box and this this bubble wrap, and we'll jump up and down. And they're see, I I just I realize as much as ever that what we really want out of life, what we want out of the holidays, is is the experience, the feeling that we get in the experience, right? And yeah. so. So kids are having a blast with tissue paper, a, a box and yes. wrap, even though the toy or the Legos or whatever it is that they got are sitting over there in the corner. Yeah, I'll get to that. But right now I want to have fun. And this to me is fun. Right. And that's and that's why we love the Christmas story, because it's just a crazy family fumbling through the world. But they're having fun. And so we're having fun, watching them have fun and realize, hey, you know, what? my life's goofy, too. But maybe there's, I can find some fun in that. <laughs> right?
0: uh, I I shared. I shared my, my little hack on, um, on how to keep the days out of our holidays, um, by, by being in the moment, by being present. I'd like to know what's a hack that you two, you guys have to have some good ones, at least just pick one out right. But what, what's a hack that you guys, um, you guys use to keep the days out of your holidays?
2: Well, I opened with my hacks. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, you already did, huh? Okay. The whole oh, time right.
2: I've been hacking,
1: <laughs> Hacking up hairballs. Left Yeah,
2: I've been hacking this whole time. It was it's it's presence too. Yeah, it's absolute presence. It's diving up the the chores and things and making lists and and not having perfection. Yeah. You know, just going with the flow. Just enjoy. Just enjoy. Don't make such a big deal. Right. It's all okay. Everything's going to get done.
1: Yeah. Cool. You know, uh, one of the Traditions, of course, at Christmas is to light everything. You light the tree, you light the house. I even have little twinkle lights on my car. Yeah, but I just got reminded, Me too, just now as Kristen was talking about her hacks that I need, we all need, to lighten up. So now yeah. when I'm str- when I'm stringing the lights on the Christmas tree, I'm thinking it has to be in the right place, and all they are going to work. And did the white lights and the green lights match? And was you know? And I'm thinking about how do I get this to be perfect. But I've got these lights in my hand, a string of lights, and they're going to remind me from now on, Joe, lighten up, right? It's not about right. the perfection. Lighten up, t- enjoy the moment, infuse some fun, right? Stop Stop and do a dance if you need to. And, so, and that, that's a place that's easy for me to go. But I do have to remind myself because of the pressure and the stress and the expectations, many that I place on myself that aren't even the, the expectations of others that I assume that they want. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but it turns out what they want is they want dad to be happy too. Yeah. My kids are my kids are happy when their dad is happy. So if I'm stressed out about all the things I have to do because Christmas is here rah, 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 and then I'm that guy downstairs in Christmas story coming up with new swear words because the heater's blowing up. My, my kids aren't having fun. Right. And what I want, I want my kids to enjoy Christmas. The only way they're going to enjoy Christmas is if I enjoy Christmas. So I got to lighten up every time I light the tree and I light the house and I light my car and I light the next door neighbor's cat on fire. I got to lighten up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding about that part. That never happened.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, Joseph and I both love Brendan Burchard. Okay, I think thanks. Brendan Burchard such an amazing guy. And I heard him say this once and I did something similar. So you know, a lot of times he's validating things I'm doing. I'm like, thanks, Brendan. <clears throat> He said that he has certain things that he does, like if he gets into a Starbucks line. While he's in the Starbucks line, this is his practice, whatever it might be. Meditation, who knows, okay? How about, this is another fun hack, that every time you get in the car with your kids or someone else, you go, we're listening to Christmas music whether you like it or not. (laughs) <laughs> because everybody knows it. Next thing you know, that inspires singing and you know, there's just all this fun. And you know, like what does Elf say? Like, if you want to bring Christmas cheer, sing a song for all to hear or something like that. Right. right?
1: Nailed it. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, there's little fun things that you can do. So when my mom passed away and the family dismantled, not we're so close, but we just don't do all the things anymore. She had cancer and everybody made a point to come to town because, you know, we didn't know when she was going to be done. And, um, but one, now I'm not, i lost my train of thought about that. But one of the, one of the points that I was talking about is that if you can just make, oh, this is what it was, is making your own traditions mm. because, you know, that we went from 45 people on Christmas Eve to 10, you know, it got, it got really small. And I said, this is okay. It was weird for us because we had done that for so long, but I was like, this is not going to give me a, you know, a hitch in my giddy up. We're going to find a way to make this just as, loving and fun and whatever, without the 45 people, without the big massive to-do of food and and the big bonfire in the backyard. We're going to make our own thing. So we started our own traditions as well. And keep in mind that your kiddos, they're going to like whatever traditions you have because they came from your heart. They came from love. And they're going to look like, like, mom, are we going to do that thing where we all, you know, trade slippers for the day or, you know, whatever they're going to, they're going to, remember those things because that's the stuff that's going to say my family, my connection. Yeah. This is what we do. This is what my clan does. And back to the point about Brenda Machard, come up with something that's just fun for you all. Like every time we go to the mall, we have to wear an ugly sweater, you know, come up with things that are fun for you. Yeah. I
0: think traditions happen too. I mean, don't put pressure on yourself either to think we gotta cope with family traditions. You already have family traditions, I promise you that. You just well, don't necessarily too, know yeah. what they are. Some of the best tradi- tradi- traditions, I was gonna say 10 different. <laughs> some of the best to traditions. Slow down, Steve. Joe, slow down. <laughs> some of the best you guys light me up. I just telling you what, talk about lighting things up. You guys light me up. Um I love I love doing these talks with you guys. It just uh oh, it's just so amazing. Anyway, some of the best traditions just happened naturally. And I, like my wife, one year thought it'd be good to buy the boys pajamas. And so we did that every year. And after a while, you know, we had a tight year. We didn't have the finances. And the truth is the boys never talked about them. So we didn't buy them pajamas. We just didn't. Oh, did we hear about it? (laughs) Did we hear about it? Because if they don't say a thing, all we get it for them, but then we didn't and all of a sudden, so I think, you know, you're already doing traditions. I think also, going back to Joe's point, if we're in the presence, C-E, instead of the presence, T-S, mm-hmm. right? If we're in the presence, we will notice more of the traditions that we normally do or yeah. notice some of the quirks or some of the things or habits that those those around us, those in our family, they like to repeat or they like to do. Being in the moment, you tend to notice the little traditions that,
1: you know, that you do. Yeah.
2: I love that. Yes. One of our
1: one of our family traditions was to load up everybody in the car and go to the one particular neighborhood where, you know, it's, it's lit up, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's on steroids and they have to put extra like power boxes into the neighborhood just to keep the electricity flowing through this neighborhood. These are people who've got ridiculous amounts of money and they, and they just, they just go for it. It's, that's not our neighborhood, but we can go there. We can go drive through it. So we load up everybody right in the car and there were years when my girls would not want to go. They would scream. They would holler. They would. They would say, "This is a stupid," and we would basically be fighting the whole time. We're going through a neighborhood full of Christmas lights and Christmas carols, and like, we don't want to be here. Where can we go? Are we done yet? I have to go to the bathroom. She spilled on me. She's looking out my window. She's breathing my air. I mean,
2: just He's looking on, out my window.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, but just come up with any excuse to say this sucks and we're having a bad time, and so. I mean, that, that grates on a parent and you're thinking, maybe this isn't the best tradition, right? Maybe maybe this is something we should stop. But the year we didn't do it, what yeah. do they ask for? Right. Well, when, when are we going to go to that neighborhood and see the lights so we can fight with each other? They didn't say that's yeah. so what I was thinking. Yeah, so we can fight with yeah. each other, right? right. But but it's, I mean, I just think that's such a great illustration that the traditions that we have and that we build, in the moment, they don't necessarily feel like it. you know. But, but we are that movie. We're that movie that is playing out in real life. And yes, it's, it's messy because we're human. We're, it's a bunch of imperfect people. What do you expect? You expect perfection out of imperfect people. Of course you're going to be disappointed. And I think with the last few minutes we have here, I really would like us to dig deep into this, the, the crisis that happens inside of all of us when our expectations are perfection. Mm-hmm but the reality is the opposite and sometimes we actually take it we take a dive as the holidays come because we can't keep up with the expectations and we don't have the energy and we don't have the money and all this kind of stuff and so the gap between what we want and expect and what is reality starts to widen right. during the holidays which is i think exactly what's happening when people just start feel like this is dumb and i hate it and i can't wait till it's over and and i wish it never happened and all the all the terribly negative things that do bubble up during the holidays because of the gap between our expectations and reality. And Kristen, you got something funny to say. I could see it on your face.
2: <laughs> okay. The, some of the best memories are the imperfect ones. So I remember when the kids were little and we'd go get the family photos at Olin Mills or JCPenney's or whatever. And I remember one that my son was just bawling his head off. He would not stop crying. I said, take the picture. Right. So we got a picture of me and their dad and, and you know, my my daughter smiling. and He's like, <laughs> it is my, I love looking picture. that picture. Right, of okay? course. So yeah. I just want people to know that the, okay, let me tell you this time. One time we went all on a trip to Telluride and, you know, I I had a great time, but everybody else was like, that was a complete cluster. That's what all the other kids were saying. And I'm like, I don't know why you guys had such a bad time. They're like, ah, oh, this and that and the other. You know what? It's a memory. We keep talking about it. Mm -hmm. We keep talking about that trip. So there's so much fun in the imperfection. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, at the time that so-and-so didn't get up or this happened or the other thing happened, whatever. Or the, you know, the pie went on the ground. Remember that time the pie went on the ground? You know, these are the things that people are like, oh, my God, the pie. (laughs) ha, ha you know what, whip out a Dove chocolate and give everybody dessert. Remember that time we had Dove chocolates for dessert because the pie went on the ground? These are memories. Don't worry about the perfection. Don't worry about the perfection. This is the fun part of life.
1: Right.
0: Perfection is the and and perfection, on the other hand, is the unfun part of life. Perfection just ruins the happy. I should say, expectations of perfection. If something's going to be perfect, let it happen on its own. Just admit it's not going to be perfect. And that's perfect in itself.
1: Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Well, I would say some of this is just a perception shift, right? Find the perfection in the imperfection. Amen. If, If we're going to have expectations of perfection, rather than it being the hallmark Norman Rockwell, everything is on a painting, right? Find the perfection in the imperfection. This is perfectly imperfect because it's hilarious and it's stupid and it's it's ridiculous. And that's what we're going to remember. And we are making memories together that we're going to talk about for the rest of our lives. And mostly it's going to be the foibles. It's going to be the goof ups. It's going to be the time the tree tipped over. I mean, my my uh, sister, who's allergic to cats and trees, is sitting in the, in the chair when she's about 11 in the living room. And the cat runs up the tree. And topples the tree over onto her. So now she's trapped under the Christmas tree and the cat. And she's yelling, Joe, save me. Help me, right? And I'm asleep. I'm asleep in my bunk bed. I'm like, what's going on? My sister never asks for help. She's five years older. She's the one that takes care of us. She's screaming for help. So I'm like, the house must be on fire. Maybe my sister's on fire. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) And I I race in the I race in like, where are you? Where are you? She's screaming. I can't even see her. I'm under the tree. And so the tree's toppled down on top of her. The cat's trying to get out, scratching her, and she's having a breakout, you know, of her, of her allergies. And it was it was an absolute disaster. But it's one of the great stories that we talk about when we get together, right? So in the moment, it's hard to do this, but with a little bit of mind shift, a little bit of attention even the imperfections you can celebrate as another perfectly imperfect moment. All right. We're, we're making those memories that we're going to talk about for the rest of our life. Right.
2: Amen. So beautiful. And Kelly just said, or the time that I think she meant you couldn't get the tree lights to where dad loved putting up the tree. Yeah. You know, it's all these things. It's like, okay, we have a tree that's not lit this year. Remember that year that our tree wouldn't light up. I mean, right. this yeah. is, this is the memories Like she's still remembering that, you know, this so is, this is the right. times.
1: It's the soap on the rope, yeah.
2: And, and I just want to say, I just want to piggyback on steve and he's like, I, he gets all lit up talking to us. I mean, I have nothing but joy and fun, and, and um, you know, my face hurts from smiling from this whole thing because it's just, it, you know, these type of conversations, even though we're just chatting about the holidays and what to do and some of the hacks, there's so much love and joy in this conversation in and of itself. And this is really taking the time in our busy holiday season and saying, this matters to me. Like, I want to take the time to fill my own cup, and my cup is full when I'm talking to Steve-O and Mojo. Steve-O and Mojo. Am I Kojo? I need a- <laughs> it. A- no, to- Don't be Kujo. <laughs> Not Kujo. You're K-Bro. You're K-Bro. Get- K-Bro. Oh, that- I'm K-Bro. You know what? That's what Joshua Blattman calls me. Huh. Um, that's great. Okay. But anyway, it's like taking the time to say, like, do you guys have time? Yeah, I absolutely will have time on Friday. Yeah, you bet I am because this, this keeps me high. This keeps me joyful. This keeps me happy. This keeps me present. This, you know, all these type of things. So don't, don't worry about just, even if you, well, you need to go to a party and you, and you need to go for 20 minutes and you're like, I want to go, but I really only have 20 minutes. That's okay. Right. Do what you need to do for you because we get lost in the shuffle. We abandon ourselves in the shuffle of the holiday season. And, then we're not we're not enjoying it, and we're not really good for anybody else.
0: Yeah, and that, that takes me to something else that I wanted to say too is that, you know, and the good illustration of it is at the end of Christmas Story, where everything has been a blunder the entire movie, you know, and it's been terrible the entire movie. I want to cry talking about this because it's the feeling pretty that surprise. emotes in me, right? Brilliant. Yeah, there's a surprise. Right? You know, no brilliant. one's cried yet, so we we've done pretty well. We usually no
2: cry. There. No one's crying. Your turn. Right. Go.
0: <laughs> At the very end, when everyone opened up and he got his Red Ryder Daisy BB gun, and everything is finally done, and then the dad finally sits back with the and she puts a bowling ball on his lap, you know, and he he just sits back on the couch and we can't hear moment, you. That moment, he said, "I'm sorry." He sits back on the couch, right? Just uh, just melts into the couch because everything is done. That's the moment, and we don't have to wait until Christmas is done to take that moment. Like you said, what when we spend. This hour together, what I'm suggesting is that every one of us finds time during the holidays to take a moment like this for yourself, even if it's a sigh. A sigh is a moment. Watch this.
2: Amen. Yes.
0: So when the presence not there, when the when the, the the traffic is nuts, when the line is forever, take a moment, even if it's just. Dude, you feel Christmas with those? It keeps the days out, the D-A-Z-E out. And I think we need to find time to enjoy the moment, to be in the presence, so that we can enjoy the moment that's going to be
1: a memory next year, tomorrow, whenever. Yeah, taking a moment. That's, That's so good. I mean, so we talked about the greatest present we give is our presence, but we can give that to ourselves as well, right? Presence means I am present in this moment. I might be with others, I might be alone, I might be with Steve and Kristen. I'm, I might be on a, in a drive or whatever. I might, I might be in that long line Steve's talking about, stuck in traffic, and the store is going to close, and it's the last <laughs> the last few items that I need to get, and I am not going to get it on time. And all of the angst comes up. I can actually give myself the gift, the present of presence, right? That be, rather than thinking about. What has happened? What needs to happen? Which is all past and future, come into this moment and give myself the gift of presence. Just be here in this moment. I'm breathing, right? No, nobody's dying. Uh, this, yes, it's not going to be perfect, but it's gonna, we're going to make some fun memories. And then I'm giving myself the gift of presence. Which then, by the way, once I've received that gift, I have something to give away, right? But oh, I, I do want to say in these last few moments and. Those who know me know that, you know, I, I was raised in church. I, I know the Bible and I've got a I got a very personal relationship with my creator. And I think back to the, the Christmas story, and, and I think it's been stolen from us. It's been painted over. It's been plasticized and homogenized and turned into a, a wow. beautiful painting where everything is perfect, Right. which is part of this false expectation of Christmas because we think the first Christmas was, was perfect. It, it wasn't. If we were there, i mean, close. If we, if we were there, we'd realize it was it was a manger. It was stinky animals. There was, oh, no yeah, way to them right. To sleep. It, it, it was a, of a yeah. It was a scandal. This this lady's an unwed mother. She's pregnant, and in that society, the guy didn't have to marry her because that was infidelity, and that was thought you know, see, that's a crime worthy of death. Almost in those, she she could have been ostracized. And they have to pay their taxes, right? They're they're coming to Bethlehem because they have to pay taxes. That's not fun. It's not exciting. And the by last the way, week of
0: their pre- or the last week of her pregnancy is on the back of a donkey going over mountain terrain.
1: Yes, but but I think I think what helps me remember all this is that it wasn't called Christmas. The first Christmas wasn't called Christmas. It wasn't the cards. Right. It wasn't the pictures. It wasn't, it wasn't the movies. All the stuff okay. that we think is Christmas has all been taught to us the first Christmas was a young lady who wasn't married and this guy's sticking with her and they're on a donkey on a long trip to, and they can't find a place to sleep and on and on and on it goes. It's stress in every direction, right? And yet she, with her little bit of faith, but apparently a lot of faith, right? Follows through with this miracle, which has changed history, has changed my life, right? And I And I think if I can just remember that Mary and Joseph and Jesus and the shepherds and the angels, they didn't have a preconceived notion of what Christmas was like. It was unfolding in the moment. And it wasn't called Christmas. And it wasn't a holiday. It wasn't a celebration. It wasn't Hallmark. It was just real life. And it was messy and it was stressful. And by the way, I think we forget that not long after Jesus was born, they all had to flee for their lives off to a country they'd never lived in before. They had to go to Egypt just to keep from the government killing all the babies, right? To killing their baby. So that it wasn't even like, Oh, we finally got to Christmas and the baby's born and now everything's good. Peace on earth. Goodwill to men. That's, that's the line here. <laughs> it didn't, didn't work that way. Suddenly they, they get the news. Herod's, Herod's afraid that this new child's going to usurp his authority. So he's killing all the babies under the age of two. How horrific is that? In that context, they have to get up as brand new parents and go to a different country. Right? Yeah. The baby alive, so that just it brings some context and some pers- perspective for me to remember what Christmas is all based on has been overpainted in this happy go lucky, perfect life, perfect uh picture that doesn't even represent what <laughs> what originated right. Christmas yeah. in the first place,
2: right? Well said, Joe. So, I, I know I you're know to... we're almost done, but you are muted on wisdom. Oh. Your microphone is muted. I messaged you, but I yeah, yeah. sorry, everybody.
1: That's right. So for those that uh, were on Wisdom, sorry for the mute. I don't know how that Unless happens. you can read, if you can read Lips, that that's great. <laughs> on <So, laughs> Wisdom, well they can't because there's no video. But go well ahead. Said.
0: Max Lucado talks about this very thing. It's one of my favorite quotes for Christmas. And I'd like to I'd like to read it if I could. It's just a Peace couple of paragraphs here. But Max Lucado says, Mary is wide awake. The pain has been eclipsed by wonder. She looks into the face of the baby her son, her lord, his majesty. At this point in history, the human being who best understands who God is and what he is doing is a teenage girl in a smelly stable. She can't take her eyes off of him. Somehow Mary knows she is holding God. She remembers the words of the angel, his kingdom will never end. He looks like anything but a king. His face is prunish and red, his cry though strong and healthy, is still the helpless and piercing cry of a baby. He is absolutely dependent upon Mary for his well-being, majesty in the midst of the mundane, holiness in the filth of sheep manure and sweat, Mm. divinity entering the world on the floor of a stable through the womb of a teenager and in the presence of a carpenter.
1: Wow. Well put, Max Lucado. Way to go. Thank you for that gift, Steve. Oh, that's so good. Um, I was just uh, introduced to a Dave Matthews band song. Apparently it's been out for a few years, but I hadn't heard it. Dave Matthews band called uh, Dave Matthews band did a song called Christmas, the Christmas song. Hmm. And I was just pulling up the lyrics here. If you haven't heard the song, I highly recommend you um, Google it. I don't have the link here. Maybe Steve can pull up the link and stick it in the chat. Um, but I'm going to read the lyrics to you real quick before we close here. Cause I, it just puts it in a different context and help us understand that the Christmas that we celebrate is based on an imperfect world, uh, the world that's broken and and there's the stress in every direction, and yet they celebrate this amazing miracle. So Dave Matthews' band, The Christmas Song, it says, She was his girl, he was her boyfriend. She be his wife, take him as her husband. Surprise on the way, any day, any day, one healthy little giggling, dribbling baby boy. The wise men came, three made their way to shower him with love while he lay in the hay. Shower him with love, 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 love all around. Not very much of his childhood was known. Kept his mother worried, always out on his own. He met another Mary for a reasonable fee, less than a reputable as known to be. His heart was full of love, love, love all around. When Jesus Christ was nailed to his tree, he said, Oh, daddy, oh, I can see how it all soon will be. I came to sheed a little light on this darkening scene. Instead, I fear I spilled the blood of my children all around. The blood of our children all around. So the story goes, I'm told, the people he knew were less than golden-hearted, gamblers and robbers, drinkers and jokers, all soul-searchers like you and me. Rumors insisted he soon would be For his deviations taken into custody by the authorities, less informed than he. Drinkers and jokers, all soul searchers, searching for love, love, love all around. Preparations were made for his celebration day. He said, eat this bread and think of it as me. Drink this wine and dream of it. will be the blood of our children all around, all around. So Father up above, why in all this hate... Have you filled me up with love? Love, love is all around. Father up above, why in all this anger have you filled me up with love? Fill me, love, 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 and the blood of your children all around. <laughs> Woo, that one gets me going. All right, we have uh, certainly overshot our hour. Wait, can, I can't hear you, Steve. Are you?
0: Are I'm there, here, man. I'm uh, just in the moment, I'm in okay. the presence that that
1: was so i i just i can't tell you people how much i want for you to find peace and love and joy and hope in christmas it's there it's all around right it really is a matter of what you pay attention to it's been said and i've said it a hundred times i'll say it the rest of my life you create the world that you pay attention to so the fact that you're here now means that you're wanting to pay attention to something that will get you out of the temptation to make Christmas about presents with the T and realize it really is about presents with the C your presence with yourself, with your family, with your loved ones, with your pets, right? With your, with the craziness that is all around and with the God who came to this world to show you that love is all around. You just got to look for it. And then when you find it, say, thank you, right? If we can live our lives with gratitude and grace, goodness and mercy will follow, and there aren't any gifts any more valuable than those. So as December has rolled upon us, may it not roll over us as we go through this month. And so we hope, Kristen and I and and Steve-O hope, that our words to you and our stories and what we've shared will bring you just a different perspective, another opportunity to say, you know what, Christmas isn't about perfection. It's not about presents with a T. It's about the perfection of the imperfection of my story, being present with myself, with my family, and with the God that loves me so much. So on behalf of Kristen and Happy Life Studio, Steve O'Hays, thank you so much and happy holidays with the Y-S, not the Z-E, to all of you.